Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, November 23rd, 2017, and this is a 10 a.m. Eastern time big book study of a vision for you. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page XXVI, paragraph 3, fourth edition, and it begins with, Though we work out our solution on the spiritual, and we'll read one single paragraph, that paragraph three today. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Sheil B, the 12 Traditions, Peggy M. Reading the text today in support is Kathy Jo P, Jody EQ, and Gina R. And the newcomer greater will be Melanie C. The reference numbers which we call share ID numbers. For this meeting yesterday, the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10702, 10,702. That was for Wednesday, November 22nd. And then this morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, that would be Thursday, November 23rd. That's 10704, 10,704. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sheil B. to read the 12 steps. Star one, Sheil. Star one shield. If not, I can do that real quick, like here. Well, wow, that I was there. Here I am. There you are. Good. Yes, we're ready. <laughs> one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made the decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we'd harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, stop through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening, As a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sheila B. I will now ask Peggy M. to please read the 12 traditions. Hello. Good morning. Uh, Peggy M. here in Illinois are recovered. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 
Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to compulsive overeaters who still suffer. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contribution. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create special boards or committee directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinions on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relation policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you so much for your service, and thank you so much uh, for letting me be of service, and happy Thanksgiving to all. Thank you, Peggy Ann. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page XXVI, paragraph 3, which begins with through Though our work, though we work out our solution on a spiritual kind of stop midair, didn't I? <laughs> and I'll ask Kathy Joe to begin our study and reading today. Good morning. Good morning. This is Kathy Joe P, a com- recovered compulsive overeater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you so much, Melanie. Thank you so much, everyone here. Though we work out our solution on the spiritual as well as an altru, you know, you would think I would have gotten this word down, altruistic plane. We favor hospitalization for the alcoholic who is very jittery or befogged. More often than not, it is imperative that a man's brain be cleared before he is approached as he has then a better chance of understanding and accepting what we have to offer. Um, what I have written on the side of my book here is stop drinking, work the steps. Um, so I was in a way in the 80s and I put down the sugar and the white flour and I still overate on quantities. I lost quite a bit of weight, but I never got to my goal completely. I ran close. I never worked all the steps. And then I decided I didn't need a way anymore, and I left, and I gained 142 pounds. I came back to OA, and for me, I ended up in a facility where 
I was invited to put down, you know, it was never as clear to me as it is now, but I put down sugar. Still drank alcohol, but I put down sugar. And I lost 66 pounds, but I kept gaining back 11 of those pounds for two and a half years. And I'm going to tell you that was probably my most miserable time. It was not the 22 years when I was eating Kit Kats and I weighed 304 pounds. It was when I was going to OA, drinking alcohol, eating fried cheese wontons, and not eating between meals and not eating Kit Kats. I was miserable and running into everyone with my character defects and my control which is a character defect, but just bombarding with people with um, collisions is the right word, with my stuff. And when I finally showed up on the line here on June 26, 2016, and within three seconds of being on the line with one of you and asking her to be my sponsor, because I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was at my bottom. And she said, have you put down all your alcoholic foods? And as I listened to her on the phone, I felt like we were in this little teeny weeny weeny room together. And almost like her voice was God's. Have you put down all your alcoholic foods? And I knew I could not say yes to that. And I said, well... I haven't had wine in 30 days, and I think I better just keep not doing that. And I guess I should let go of fried foods, popcorn. And she said, where are you at with stevia? And I seriously, at that moment, probably if I had her in the same room with me, I would have wanted to punch her because she brought up something that I just was so not willing to look at, even though I heard it in 1985 when I was in OA a guide asked me to let go of Crystal Lake, which was NutraSweet, which they're all the same thing. It doesn't matter what it's called. They're all the same department. They're my alcoholic foods. They're my little security blanket. They're the things that kept me going in the food that I did not want to let go of. And I said, all right, I'll do it for three days. I was mad. I bought bottles of stevia that were glass bottles I carried in my purse. They were like $22 each, and I went through one every three weeks. But that doesn't even include the one that I had in the cupboard, the one that I, you know, the powder forms I had in my glove box. I had it stashed everywhere. I couldn't live without it. It went on almost everything I ate. So I started to work with her. Um, I I don't work with people if they don't put down all their alcoholic foods. It's one thing I don't do. And it and I know somewhere it says that his brain must be cleared for three days. I think that comes up later. So it's in there twice that I know of. And I'm willing to help. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to work with people. But I know people have said, do, do alcoholics, you know, show up at AA meetings with alcohol in their breath? We have to put it all down. But I'm going to tell you, I did not want to get rid of stevia. It was like crack to me. I couldn't live without it. I mean, I was thought if I let go of this, I'm going to jones like crazy. And I did. I jones huh. like crazy. It t- okay. It took me till August until I felt at peace. And today I don't want it at all. And then I was able to do the work here that we do a day at a time every day. Thank you very much. I'll pass. Thank you, Kathy Joe P. Who would like to comment on their experience on this paragraph? Paragraph three, fourth edition, XXVI. Marin. I got Marin. Yes. Shannon S. Shannon S. Kathy G. Kathy G. Sylvia F. Ashley P. M. Sherry K. B. Wendy M. I gotcha. And Sherry K. B. Paula D. Paula, good morning. Good morning. Mm -hmm. 
we have you all for this round? Okay. I have Marie, Shannon, Diane. I've got somebody. Diane. Diane. First initial, please. H. H. Okay. Kathy. <laughs> the more we hear, on the less I, guess I think I can hear. Did I hear Kathy R? Kathy M R. M R. Oh, good way to differentiate. Okay. Reggie. Oh. Okay, I'm going to quit. Oh. <laughs> okay, now I'm really going to quit. <laughs> Marin, Shannon, Kathy, <coughs> Sylvia, Ashley, Wendy, Sherry, Paula, Diane, Kathy, MR, and Reggie O. Marin, go ahead. Uh, hi, Marin. Thank you, Melanie. Marin, uh, compulsive reader, bulimic anorexic. Thank you. I don't know if I'm allowed to say bulimic anorexic, but that's part of who I am. I was 60 pounds and I was a 10-day vomiter. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. Thank you, everybody. I'm grateful for this meeting and grateful to all of you here. Grateful for the big book. And this solution here is very uh, important to me, this paragraph. Uh, I went to OA and tried to get abstinence with my bulimia, and unfortunately, it wasn't enough for me. I had to go to a hospital and be hospitalized for two months in order for me to stop purging and start eating. I couldn't eat, and I was purging. So I do believe that um, hospitalization is important for some of us who can't get to the point where we're either one- compulsive overeating and can't stop or to uh, have a serious eating disorder that, that is life-threatening and can't be stopped. Um, it's not enough, by the way. You still have to work the steps. You have to work with the, pro- the program, and that's why I was able to get better. Um, without the program, I would have never gotten better because I had been in eight different hospitals prior to the hospital that I went to at the end, which was 23 years ago. Uh, I'm so grateful to be so uh, abstinent, and um, I do have alcoholic foods, and I'm starting to work with my sponsor on on what those are. Uh, I don't eat sugar. I don't eat uh, white flour. I have about five months and two, about six months. And, um, yes, you can't really work with a, a sponsee until they get that uh that uh, I, that's why I feel like for me right now with my sponsor, I have to get to the point where I find out what my alcoholic foods are because I feel like I'm too be fo- I'm too like foggy. So thank you for everybody on the line, and I'll pass. Thank you, Marin. Shannon S, you're next. Good morning, this is Shannon S. Can I be heard? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you, um, everybody on the line. Shannon asked, recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic in New York. Um, I just want to focus on that that little phrase, um, a man's brain be cleared. Um, when I first came in the program, I had no idea about the vision meeting. Um, I came into face-to-face, and um, a lot of the philosophy locally is that um, you work the steps to become abstinent. You don't necessarily have to be abstinent to work the steps. And um, I heard somebody say in a meeting a while back is, um, my first few fourth steps, I, I finished them and they had crumbs all over them. And um, that was my experience with my first fourth step. You know, I ate my way through that. And I was wondering, you know, when I did some amends, I definitely wasn't able to do a totally searching and fearless moral inventory. So, therefore, everything else was incomplete, including my amends. And, and I was never taught about living in 10, 11, and 12. But I wasn't even there because I hadn't even put the food down. Um, I didn't even know that I totally had to. Um, but um, my whole point is that I was uh, disillusioned and curious. Why was I experiencing this freedom from, from food? The mental twist and the obsession still had me. And um, just like we read yesterday, you know, it utterly torturous. Even if I'm not binging, um, but, uh, you know, even if I'm ingesting those ingredients here and there, it is torturous. This disease is torturous. And, um, but, you know, what? I'm so grateful to say that I'm not there today. Um, about three years ago, I uh, found myself with a sponsor that told me to um, listen to vision um, every day. 
And I didn't start off listening every day because, of course, I didn't think that I needed to. But um, now I'm at a place where I'm here, oh, my gosh, 99% of the time. And um, she started with me, you know, that that phrase that will come up to in the doctor's the entire absence. And once that was achieved, everything else changed. And I was able to do step work completely. And now today, you know, I'm I'm free from from, from that compulsion from that obsession and I have the daily reprieve one day at a time but I mean I'm free I'm not in that bondage anymore and that could only come if from the foundation of realizing that I have this disease admitting it and then saying I'm powerless over the food and putting it down completely happy Thanksgiving everybody and I pass thank you Shannon S Kathy G you're going to be next and then Sylvia if you want to come up after Kathy that would be good Hi, this is Kathy G. from Illinois, and so grateful to be here today on Thanksgiving. I wouldn't rather be anywhere else today, it's the truth. And I thank you so much, Melanie, for teaching us what it looks like to be a gracious moderator. Thank you. I appreciate everyone's service on the line. Uh, I am truly overflowing with joy today because I do not have to pick up my binge foods today, and I know that as long as I keep doing what I've been doing since I came into this beautiful meeting. And I feel like what we read today about how we had to be clean before we could receive the instruction that was being given to us was really true for me because it took me, pardon me, many, many years to understand the nature of this illness that I have. I actually had the privilege last night of uh, leading a special needs choir at our church, which is one of the doors that God has opened since I put the food down, which is so fascinating to me. Doors keep opening, and I'm ending up in places that I couldn't have dreamt of. And uh, the pastor said, he goes, how about if we shift from thinking of Thanksgiving as one day and we just start Thanksgiving. And I thought that was so good because I just want to lead a life of gratitude. And I'm not able to do that if I have the food in my mouth that is going to make me anxious, irritable, discontent, crazy, not present. And what a thrill to know that I don't have to do that today and that there is a solution. Um, when, I, when I came onto the line, I, was, um, I didn't even know what that looked like, but I called people and they coached me into it. And I was abstinent for one week when I heard my sponsor speak on a Sunday special edition. And we ended up uh, connecting and she's been sponsoring me since and I'm working through the steps and it's it's just totally changed my life and is changing my life. So I just want to offer hope and love and joy on this line today. And trust me, if after 26 years of being free from bulimia without being able to stay stopped from my substances, I can do this. Anybody can do this. Uh, so thank you for letting me share today. Love you all. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy G. Sylvia F., you're next. And then Ashley, if you want to come up after. This is Sylvia F., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in uh, California. And um, I love being on the line with every all of you this morning because um, uh, it's a Thursday for us, but it's Thanksgiving for everyone else. And there's a lot of dynamics in play, and, uh, and it's an interesting time to be in recovery always. Um, so, of course, uh, it says more often than not, it is imperative that a man's be, brain be cleared before he's approached. And, you know, we, we can have uh, so many interpretations of how that has to happen, not if, but how. And, um, and it doesn't matter because as long as we get there, um, that's the really important, important part. And, you know, I hear uh, some people say on the line that somebody has to, like, be abstinent for a week before they'll start to work the, them, and someone says five days, and someone says two days. And, you know, <clears throat> I'll tell you that from my experience, I couldn't make it four hours. And that is my truth. I could not make it four hours. 
and um, the first time I ever tried it, I wasn't in program. I was traveling, and I had read a story on wheat allergy, and I decided that this was my problem. I had this wheat allergy, and um, and I was just going to put down wheat, and um, I made the decision, you know, right before breakfast, made it through breakfast, and could not make it past noon. And so it was very, it, it showed me that, yes, I was powerless over this. I wasn't in program yet, but I couldn't put it down. And so the the way I have found that I can work with people is that if someone calls me in desperation, um, I want to work with someone in desperation because I was desperate and I was willing to go to any lengths and that's who I want to work with. And um, And so I... I ask them when they call, are you abstinent today? When you woke up this morning, you were abstinent. Are you abstinent today? And if they say yes, we go ahead and read the doctor's opinion, which is not working the steps yet per se, but it's certainly giving giving us both an idea of, do you think that you have what I have? And then I, I keep on reading with them for several days until their head gets cleared. So I guess the point is, is that, However we get there, my having a clear brain is the miracle of um, the first miracle of this program because it allows me to even see what the heck is going on. And for today, I'm going to host 10 people. I have my kids in. Um, and this is a time when I really got into uh, was my house okay and did I look okay and what, what were they going to think about um, – this event, I can see my time's up and I'll wind up. Yes. Mm. And uh, I would think of being totally myself and recovery for me is I have a clear head and I can think of others. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sylvia. That was Sylvia F. Ashley P., you're next. And then Wendy will follow. Hi, this is Ashley P., recovered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin today. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Great, thanks. Um, first of all, I just want to say how grateful I am to to be on this line. Uh, it's it's two hours later than when I usually listen when I'm in Northern California, um, but whenever I'm I'm visiting family in um, in in Milwaukee, and uh, whenever I come here, which is fairly often. Um, I always know that I can listen to this meeting, and I'm so very grateful for that. Um, grateful for that today and, and um, every day. Um, and so these paragraphs make me think of the time that uh, I was in uh, away before um, I had gotten entirely abstinent, and um, and uh, how and why it 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 didn't work for me and. Um, beyond just um, having, uh, still having sugar in my body um, and not being entirely abstinent that way, there were there were some behaviors that um, and and some ideas that I just was not willing to let go of. Uh, I I could not let go of. Um, the idea that that being thin was the most important thing in in the world, um, or or really making my the number on a scale um, my higher power, and um, and so it you know for me I was in a way uh, for a time um, and working the steps kind of and and it looked okay like I had. I had service commitments and I had a sponsor and workbooks and I made calls and stuff, but um, because I still had uh, my alcoholic ingredients in my body and, and because these alcoholic ideas were still so um, ingrained in my mind, you know, none of it made sense. I would do all this reading and it was like I was reading gibberish and, um, and, uh, I would kind of use a tool or, or that tool, and, and none of it worked. And, and um, when I was finally granted the, the gift of desperation, and, and I could finally turn over um, the sugar to my higher power, and 
and these ideas about what I had to look like or, or begin to do that, that's when these incredible doors opened and the knowledge of these vision meetings was um, made evident to me. And my sponsor, who I'm just so incredibly grateful for, I was able to find her. Um, and then after that, um, I was, uh, I, I found a gift, a face-to-face Sigma meeting. And, and so, and I heard that, Melanie, um, as we let go of the alcoholic foods, doors open in miraculous ways. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody. With that, I pass. Thank you, Ashley P. Wendy M., you're next, and then Sherry K.B. will be right behind Wendy. Yeah, good morning. Hi, it's Wendy M., uh, gratefully recovered in Boulder, Colorado, and um, grateful for the entire abstinence that I have this morning. I give that gratitude to God. Melanie, thank you for your service. Everybody on the line, so excited to be with everyone. Happy Thursday, and and thanks living. Thanks living. Love it. Um, so what I want to say has to do with the man's brain has to be cleared before he's approached. So um, what I do is I have my sponsees or potential prospects um, listen to the Ruth M. May 4th, 2014 talk. That's the first thing we do before we even have a conversation. I want them to, to hear that talk. And oftentimes I'll say I had to hear it twice. So the first time I heard it, I was sort of in shock. What? And then the second time I heard it, God entered, and I got it, and I got surrendered, and there was no resistance. I completely understood um, what she was talking about. So absolutely, I have um, prospects maybe three days um, off their alcoholic food, and, you know, there's nothing like it. It's nothing like the abstinence I had in OA for, I don't know, 15 years. Um, It's a completely different world. As I said yesterday, it's a game changer to be entirely abstinent um, and then ready for this program. And, you know, the food is just the beginning, for God's sakes. I binge on, um, you know, resentments, on gossip, on, you know, I can go binge. I can still go binge. Um, but the difference is I have a design for living. I have a program and I have a book and I have all of you and it tells me what to do. So if I set aside what I think I know and I do what the book says and I go to any length, that's my story. That's what I do. And before vision, I was chewing packs of gum a day because I did not want the party in my mouth to end. I had to have something in my mouth at all times. And for whatever reason, God released the gum immediately. Um, And I have to also say, you know, you go to any length, especially in the beginning when you're befogged, you know, soy sauce. I was at the restaurant. I looked it up on my phone. Has sugar. Okay. Listerine strips. Has fake sugar, um, you know, on and on. I don't have to tell you guys that, you know, I won't be eating the, the turkey and the, and the, anyways, I'm not eating uh, the Thanksgiving meal today. I bring my own meal today um, so that I'm entirely abstinent, you know. And, you know, there's something I say, especially to prospects, but also to my sponsees, when in doubt, leave it out. When in doubt, leave it out. Why should I worry if that casserole has sugar in it or that, you know, you name it, if that soup has, has, uh, you know, flour in it. I don't, I don't think about those things anymore because when in doubt, leave it out. I I don't want my head for a minute to be thinking about the food, what it's in it, how much did I just have? When I weigh and measure, it's freedom. It's life on life's terms, right? It's not restrictive anxiety for me. It's Freedom, 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 right? I don't have to think about my food. Today when I go, I get to be with me. Oh, okay. And I'll just say, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck, so I don't eat it. Thanks so much for letting me share, and have a great Thursday. Bye, guys. Thank you, Wendy M. Sherry, KB, you're next, and then Paula D. will come right after. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Very grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. Uh, thank you so much for your service, Melanie, and everybody on the line, and welcome to newcomers, and welcome to Gr- Gratitude Thursday. Uh, welcome to Giving Thanks. That's where I'm at today. I'm so grateful for this program, so grateful that I am recovered. Oh, my gosh, um, what a difference. You know, I, I can, I've always been told to compare myself to myself when I came in the program, and, you know, I never believe 
about this book. Sorry, my cat's deciding to climb all over everything. Um, I, you know, I never would get into this book because I thought it was strictly for alcoholics, and I didn't think I was an alcoholic, and I didn't need it. And boy, was I wrong. So what I do know is usually everything that's really good for me that I need to do as being in my addiction, I never wanted to do. So that's the first thing. Second thing was is I didn't believe that I had to put the food down in order to get recovered. That's a that's a, a misbelief as well because it says it's imperative um, that a man brain a man's brain be cleared before he's approached that he can better have a chance better chance of understanding and accepting what we have to offer, and what we have to offer is the twelve steps. And you know I have been abstinent on my own. I would say definitely on my own abstinent. Uh, white knuckling it, uh, miserable, discontented. But when I got, when I put the food down and I got into this book with a step guide and I started working the steps, I I became abstinent happily and content. And today, you know, it's a day to me to be of service, to be of service of people that I care about, to be of service to people who suffer from this disease that I can be of service. And, you know, that's what it's brought me. And, you know, I'm not afraid to face today. I'm not afraid of it. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. And I, I work at it, though. It's not like, you know, oh, you know, Sherry, you just wake up and you're sprinkled with pixie dust and everything is fine. That's that's not it. I've, I've worked at this. I continue to work at it. Um, I wake up every morning. I'm on this line uh, Monday through Friday. And because I, I want this thing, I want to keep it because it is so amazing to me what a gift it is to be abstinent, happily, and recovered. And just seeing how my life keeps changing and even matching calamity with serenity. Um, that is guaranteed if we do this work. And it is amazing to me. And I'm just so grateful. And please hang around. And please accept what we have to offer. Please put the food down and get in, get a step guide, get a step big book step guide get into this book, and you will be happily abstinent and have a great day. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Sherry KB. Paula D., you're next, and then Diane H. Thank you very much, Melanie, and what a wonderful way to start a conversation, thanking. What a wonderful Mm -hmm. way to live a life, thanking, no matter what. My name is Paula D. I am currently in New Hampshire, a little bit nippy, Thanking God. Thanking God for the warm house that I have. Today, it isn't the circumstances, but me I go to. I'm going to scoot right on down to the bottom of this page, but then I'll go up to the top of the next. It says, more often than not, it is imperative. Oh, how important that is. But wait, it'll take you to another place. That a man's brain be cleared before he is approached, as he has then a better chance. Oh, look at where we're going of understanding and accepting what we have to offer. What do we have to offer? As I was listening to everyone speak, they would say where they were from and the state they were living in. It isn't that state that I heard. It was the state of mind, the state of thought, the state of clarity. Can I offer that chance? Can we be a believing mirror? What do we reflect? And here it says, accepting what we have to offer. I tell you, my life changed. Seems like a simple statement, but it wasn't just my life that changed. What about the grandchild who I'm with? What about the great-grandson? Can you imagine? What about the mother that's 96? What about the flood in New Hampshire? What about the hurricane in Florida? Can you see life? My life has changed. Thankful for everything. Thankful for everything I get to share with a woman 96 years old. Not read about the depression to speak with someone. That's clarity. That's clarity. Look at what it says here. A better chance. That's what I want to offer. A better chance of seeing and not missing life. It says here, and I'm going to back up just a bit, put it in reverse. Though we work out our solution on the spiritual as well. Look at what comes together. (laughs) Work it out. I listen to the steps every day. No, I do not. I live them. Every day I surrender. Every day I come to believe. Every day I make a decision. 
Every day I do my inventory. I look at today. I make my amends. I live my life. I cannot be more grateful for. Perhaps I can. I say those words loosely. I try to live my life in thanksgiving. I love it what says, thanks living, no matter what. Because I'll tell you, no matter what, I have learned mighty lessons. Mighty lessons. So, we get to read this book together. On this day, every day, every day, it says here, because my brain is cleared, I don't suffer that agony. Remember on page six, the mind and body are marvelous mechanisms for mine mm-hmm. endured this agony two more years. Ah, darling, and my hearing is very well, and I thank you for the gift that you give. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. Diane H., you're next, and then Kathy M.R. will follow you. My name is Diane H., and I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, and um, I'm very grateful for Vision for you. Um, it, it is phenomenal. Um, I have I had three months of abstinence, and then I lost it, and I've got a week now, and I'm really nervous about today because we're going to someone else's house for dinner. Um, but I know that I have a higher power. Um, I have the support of my husband. Um, I have the support of you all. And I love listening to you people who are so committed to recovery. Um, uh, I'm sure I have some alcoholic foods that I need to put down. Um, but I'm not. I'm not going to give up. Um, there's only slow successes, and um, I used to be bulimic. Um, uh, for years, I threw up, and I haven't thrown up in probably two years now. So I'm very grateful for that. But uh, I just want to thank everybody for being on the line, and thank you for vision for you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Diane H. And just a quick reminder that we are on page XXVI, the fourth edition of uh, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we're focusing our discussion on paragraph three that begins as though we work out our solution. And so the next would be Kathy M.R., and then Reggie, you'll follow up right after Kathy. Hi, I'm Kathy M.R., calling from the Chicago area. Am I being heard? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Hi, everybody. The um, 10 a.m. meeting, folks, I listen to you every day, and I never get to participate because it's in the middle of my workday, so I'm so glad to be able to call in today. Um, I just wanted to share some joy. I have been back in the program for, this is my fourth Thanksgiving, being back in the program, and it is my first Thanksgiving where the obsession is truly lifted. I am not tempted. It is, I'm in a state of neutrality, and I heard about that, and I longed for it and I really can't believe it's actually happened this year so I'm very grateful for that and I just wanted to say that I've learned something from the people in this program that the folks who really have what I want really work their program hard there's no mystery about it I I don't see people casually going through this program and succeeding in the long term the ones that I admire and the ones that I um, communicate with and and want what they have. They work a hard program and they work it every single day. It doesn't go on holiday. It doesn't it doesn't stop because I have guests coming. It doesn't stop because there's special foods today or there's a special reason or this or that. Every day they work this program hard and they work the steps of the program and they're very uh, focused on the big book. And so I started to do what they do and and things started to change for me. And so I'm really grateful and thank you all for being here. You are a large part of the reason that today I am a recovered compulsive reader. I'll pass. Thank you, Kathy M.R. Reggie, oh, you're next. And time might allow for one or two more shares after you. We'll see. Hi, Reggie. Hi. Uh, good morning, Melanie. Thank you so much for all your service and everybody who's on this beautiful call this morning. I'm Reggie O. Oh, gratefully recovered in the Los Angeles area. And boy, just so many things coming to me. First, uh, you know, just yesterday coming into this day while I was on the meeting here, <clears throat> it was actually to both meetings yesterday, 
And I don't remember when I have ever felt so grateful. And, you know, I bring that into today. I am so grateful for this way of life and this meeting that I used to know I needed to get to every day. And now I choose to get to every day that it's on uh, because I can't think of any other way that I'd rather start my day and go out into the world. But, um, you know, I, well, first, let me just say my first Thanksgiving in program many years ago, um, about, that was about five months after I came in and there were about uh, 20 to 30 of us who gathered at someone's home. I was in Boston then. And uh, we all brought our cups and scales and uh, everybody brought a dish. And it was the most amazing way to spend Thanksgiving. Uh, This Thanksgiving, uh, well, you know, getting back to the topic of the day, um, when I came in, um, when I came into vision and realized I really needed to get a sponsor, I didn't know if I needed to go through the steps again just then. And then I picked up and uh, knew that it was imperative. And I called uh, this man that I had heard heard and a couple of times and I knew that I just wanted him to sponsor me and um, and he said uh, well he said I think I I called him on either a Thursday or a Friday and he said well he said call me Monday or Tuesday I can't remember which day it was it was like three or four days he said and if you've been abstinent for this you know if you've been abstinent you know from now until then he said and you still want to go through this process uh, you know we'll get started and I, you know, and I hung up and I thought, oh, my God, you know, okay, that I, I, I need to work these steps because I need to be abstinent. But, um, but I so wanted it, you know, and it reminds me, I so wanted it. And for some reason, you know, for that period of time, the compulsion was lifted. I didn't have the compulsion and I had and I was uh, eating before that point. And, it, you know, it just reminds me that, you know, those those days going into it, you know, uh, no, no one knows what they're going to be like, you know, those few days before starting working the steps if you need to get abstinent. You know, it, <clears throat> sometimes the compulsion maybe is lifted, uh, lifted for that period of time. And then I, you know, I've heard someone say to me, you know, we've all been on diets for general period, for periods of time, you know, from a day to a week to three months or whatever. And, you know, you were able to do that. But there are two part, you know, two parts that go into this that really make it work. And that is... Um, that is desperation and hope, you know, and we, I certainly came in with desperation and I think that's true for most people for, for whom, for whom it's successful and who are the compulsive eater, like I variety, like I am. And then there's the hope, you know, the hope is here every single morning um, because of the P thank you, because of the people we hear um, uh, every morning who have recovered, uh, the hope is there. And so, and one last thing, I'm going to a big Thanksgiving lunch uh, dinner today uh, and I haven't even thought about the food that's going to be there, which is totally amazing. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you, Reggie. We do have time for one person to close this recorded portion out Gina of the R. offering their share. Hi, Marie Gina, Gina R. R. I got you, yeah. Gina R. You're the one. Thank you so much. I'll okay. take us to close. Great. Thank you so much, Melanie. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body from Green Valley, Arizona, currently in Aspen, Colorado. Um, I had a a night where I didn't get much sleep. Um, I'm in a a place that's not familiar and um, it it just, it it wasn't the most um, restful night. But what I'm grateful for this morning is I didn't have to raid the cupboards and the refrigerator um, in order to tamp down whatever it was that was going on in me. Rather, I was able to enter into a posture of prayer and just be thinking about others who may still be suffering and just knowing that I have been the recipient of those sorts of prayers in the past. And it is very, very humbling powerfully humbling to know that when we take that time to pause and just hold those people who are still suffering we don't even know who they are but god knows who god knows who they are we are actually affecting their lives and it's through the power of that reality that i have been able to make certain choices where i wasn't helpless i was not able to put the food down by myself, but I wasn't helpless to make 
that particular choice that I wanted to do it. And I know it's because of the spiritual dimension of this program. And that's what I'm picking up out of this paragraph is that altruistic and spiritual plane. We have to understand that we work things out on the horizontal level here on this, in this reality, but it's the vertical level that connects us to our higher power where the real power is. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Gina R. And that does take us to the close of the recorded portion of this meeting. We do have more to go with meeting newcomers, inviting sponsors, and invitation with our announcements here. Thank you to everyone that shared this morning. We will now close this portion with a reading from the big book on page 164, and we'll follow that with a serenity prayer. Will Jody E.Q. please read? Jody E.Q., please read A Vision for You, a book is meant to be suggestive only. I certainly will, with pleasure. Thank you so much, Melanie, and everybody for this wonderful meeting. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you.